Yo, what's poppin' with the deal, son? It's your man Dean Edwards. He's back. We're back in business, baby. Uh, been at sea. Um, I dropped a couple of episodes before I uh, before I went went away uh, went to New Orleans, uh, and then uh, I have one more in the can, which which we just dropped last week with uh, my man Adam Ferrara, and, and y'all know. Uh, I like to big up people. I like interesting people. Yeah, I like to work with interesting people. I like people. When I like somebody, I'm like, oh, we gotta get them on the cast. We gotta, we gotta cast the pod with them. And uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure rocking out. Two weeks. We're almost done. We're here. We can see the finish line. Rocking out with, with not just a talented comedian, but also a talented screenwriter. A teleplay writer of sorts, written uh, such his. Let's let's go in consecutive order. Um, starting, he wrote the comedy uh, segments in in a film, Goodbye Baby. He also uh, he acted in uh, and wrote uh, Virgin Alexander. I, w- I didn't write. Uh, okay. just the actor. He's just acting yeah. in Virgin Alexander. I played the goofy guy. Okay, you'll, you'll find in a lot of these. I play the goofy guy. Okay, okay. Uh, in 2013, he wrote How Sweet It Is. Joe Piscopo. Nice. Uh, and then we moved forward. Uh, 2015, he also wrote Meet My Valentine. 2016, Love Always, Santa. That's right. And then Bus Driver, which is available on Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime right now, so you can check it out. I got my man Jay Black in the building. Jay, what's up, brother? It's exciting to be here. Hey, man. It, it, we're, by the way, a lot of people, uh, they ask, you know, what does Dean travel with? What's his uh, podcasting studio <laughs> on the road? Uh, we are both hunched over <laughs> in Dean's room. The phone is sitting on a pillow. Yeah. I'm on the couch. He's on the bed. Yeah. Baby driver's muted in the background. <laughs> Got to leave baby driver oh, playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's Visually nice. exciting. But the girl, the uh, the the waitress uh-huh. in this is like uh, my wife, but like twenty years younger. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So I, I mean, I you have good taste. I don't feel bad uh, masturbating to this. Okay. Wait, okay. hang on. Is this a podcast where I can say that? You can say whatever you oh, okay. want, brother. Yeah. Because it's not like I'm cheating. Not at it's all. Because it's like, not oh, all. this looks just like my wife. Right. I'm in the clear. Right. You just you you appreciate her from twenty years yeah, ago right, right. as well. Yeah. That actually brings up a point. Uh huh. If you go back in time, mm-hmm. or you go to a parallel dimension, let me just say we all thought Alyssa Milano was fine, right? Back when we watched Sue's the Boss as, as teenagers, would, I would agree one hundred percent. I'm talking about like you go back in time mm-hmm. ten years ago, right? You have sex with your wife from mm-hmm. ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Does current wife get jealous? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. You go like, honey, I was trapped in 2009. Right. I stayed with you. Yeah. And by the way, I think we all want to go back to 2009 if we can. Right, right. right. Yeah, I was in 2009, and I, I didn't know if I'd get back. Right. Stock market crashed. What right. else was there to do but have sex? Yeah. So we, I said I need to have sex, but I can't cheat on my wife. Right. So I just hung out with, you know, a younger, tighter version of you. So hold up. Now, is your is your younger, tighter version of your wife Married to you back then? Were you married? Oh, yeah, at the time? yeah, that's a good point. Like, because in I, that case, is she is she is younger version of your wife cheating on younger version of you with older you? Uh, you know what? That's a very uh, listen. I I'll, and if so, why? I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with college rules. Younger me should have been you know paying more attention. Okay, okay. If, if younger me had treated younger wife <laughs> all better, right, all he, right. he wouldn't be losing younger boom, wife boom. to older Jay. Good, good point. Good yeah, point. parallel parallel universe. Right, right. I've had this conversation with my wife, and mm-hmm. I think she's insane because okay. she has said on many occasions, uh, if you go to a parallel universe and mm-hmm. you have sex with the parallel universe version of me, mm-hmm. it counts as cheating. 
Oh, wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm staying far away from the CERN okay. Super Collider because right. I don't want to accidentally get sent to another dimension right, right. and then be up the creek. Right. So so the lesson here is don't mess with the uh, space-time continuum. That's right. Because it's you'll get gonna... in trouble with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I could just see that. I used to do a bit in my act about uh, Jonas Salk's wife, guy mm-hmm. who invented the polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. Because male energy... We we have male energy and right, it directs right, towards right, stuff. Right. But if you don't direct the male energy properly, mm-hmm. like the same energy that like you know creates the polio vaccine, right? Also, like creates a potato gun. Right. Right. right? <laughs> right. You get a bunch of guys together. You're like, how far do you think I could shoot a potato? Right. And the other guys go, I don't know. I don't think you could do more than a hundred yards. And then the guy goes, you know what? I'm I'm gonna build that potato gun. Right. Right. Uh, so I think women monitor male energy. Mm-hmm. So they're like, listen, you got to you gotta do, you know. So I always think, like, I could just imagine Jonas Salk coming home from a long day curing polio, uh-huh. you know, and the <laughs> wife is just sitting there, like, tapping her foot, you know. Hey, uh, you know what doesn't have polio? Mm-hmm. My roast. <laughs> how about you pay attention to me? Right, and right. So, I don't know how we got on this. The point that, is. You know what's funny? That reminds me of old uh, Damon Wayne's bit that I remember watching him tested on Arsenio and then it wound up in a in his actual uh one of his specials and he was like you know you got to think Martin Luther King was a brilliant man but he still was a husband ah, that's a very good point you yeah. know and he's out marching all day he gets home to Coretta Scott King he's like baby I had a dream you did your dream have a watch <laughs> you know I had a dream you we we, we could pay the mortgage like it was, it was yeah, such uh, a funny a funny play on uh on on marriage because you think of you think of figures, you know, any anyone, yeah. you know, anyone that uh, has done anything great, male or female, you see them as that thing. Right. They, they're on this, the statue. They're yeah. a podium. Like right. They're, they're on the, uh, the the pedestal. Right. But they're still human they're beings. They're still human. And then they're still, and I think that's one of the problems uh, we live in now um, is that we forget that people are human and, and prone to error and mistake. Or I think the other opposite is true because of social media and stuff. We get to see far more of the mistakes true. than That's we want to see. Too. In the sense, like, I, I want to pretend my president mm-hmm. is not <laughs> a, a complete crazy person. You know what I mean? All like, right. the, if Trump were elected 100 years ago, which mm-hmm. is about where his mindset is anyway— but if you tremendous, if, tremendous. If you if you they would the press would have just sort of like put a bubble around him mm-hmm. and it would have just been like no he's don't worry he's making decisions right and you you could pretend every day right well the guy seems like a lunatic but I guess it's all right mm-hmm. now you wake up you read Twitter and you're like we are doomed <laughs> every, every they, it's going down man <laughs> hey, uh, Jay and I've had many uh, over the last nearly two weeks we've had. Many uh, conversations, as it were, wide ranging, uh, wide ranging, and, and they they all do wide, <laughs> just pointing towards forty five. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And I I like saying forty five other than the president. That's yeah. that's because it, it's a little it catches. Yeah, it catches yeah, a little. Bit. Yeah, you know. And I I assume. I and I I could be wrong. I don't know the demographics of your mm-hmm. podcast. I assume ninety eight percent. Uh, Trump supporters from the South. Like, ah, right, of course. Is that right? Do I have that of correct? Course. So I, I, I apologize for offending oh, no, no, your, no, your no, audience. They're, they're forgiving. You know. I feel like a lot of them uh, drive pickup trucks. And, is that's, uh, that, that, that is my core. Pickups with, with the uh, Confederate flag. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. that's that's my, well, you know, my it's, core demo. I don't know if you know this, but it stands for states' rights. Right. I'm not <laughs> sure if you're aware right. of that. It's <laughs> not, there's no bad history with it. It's <laughs> states' rights. Exactly. Well, Jay, let, let me... Let me, uh, cause I, I, 
oftentimes when I bring people on, I like to, he and I have been speaking so much and there's so many times where I'm like, oh, you know what, I don't, I, I want to know, but I don't want to know <laughs> because I prefer to save it for the 200 or less listeners that listen to this podcast. Because a lot of a lot of people that listen are, are up and coming comics, comics that are, that, you know, like to, uh, you know, learn sort of the ropes. You know, how sure. often do you have someone like we were talking earlier when we were exercising, um, you know, guys will come up to you. People, guys, people will come up right. to you. And you and I are of the same ilk, same belief that if you want to do it, just do it. Right. Don't talk about it. Right. Right. I think it's one of those things where just in life, every every job that people want seems to have a path. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you want to be a lawyer. Right. You know how to be a lawyer. Right. You go to law school. You know the you, steps. You get a job, and it's just it's laid out. Right. And I think people assume entertainment mm-hmm. is the same way. Right. Like, well, I go to comedy school, right? And right. I, right. After four years, I get a you know a red rubber nose, right. and I graduate, and then I'm a comedian, right? right. And it's like <laughs> the like the mindset. You need the mindset first, yeah. which yeah. is. This is a pathless gig, right. and you start out like I'm going to be a stand-up, and then mm-hmm. someone says, "Have you ever written a screenplay?" Right, and you're like, "Well, I guess I write screenplays now." Right, and you have to be okay to roll with that. So anybody that's an aspiring stand-up, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, when the, "How do you do it? You do it." Right, right, right? and it's I, I know that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like I like it's hard, right, and it's supposed to be hard. Mm-hmm. You go to the open mic and you have a stomach ache, mm-hmm. and you look at all the comics sitting at the cool kids table which by the way the cool kids table at an open mic don't let the, <laughs> don't let that intimidate you guys right. it's at fine all. Right? at all but you're sitting there it's like oh will I fit in will, will, how is this going to work and it sucks for two years you don't even know how to get a gig right you know and, and slowly but surely you build your network you figure out how to right. do it and you know we talked about it upstairs it's you gotta love it more than you hate it mm, because you're gonna hate it say that again you gotta love it boy do you hate it that's yeah. that's heavy right and that's and heavy. that's the thing because it's it's always there's always gonna be that voice going why am I doing yeah. this this yeah. is with the, even now sometimes mm-hmm. like we're on the boat and we're got we gotta do the dance clash tonight right and I'm gonna be in the mirror later putting on my, <laughs> my jacket going I guess I gotta go <laughs> tell tourists like, how they dance yeah go yeah. put on the clown makeup it's <laughs> yeah. the equivalent of them putting on the clown makeup right and you're just like well I, this is the price. Right. You know, the, the dance clash is the right. price to get to tell the jokes the rest of the week. Right. And uh, you it's know, it's a small price. To right. Pay. The, the, there's a uh, just just to add to that. There's um, I I think I I don't think people understand what what entertainers go through. Right. And, and I'm not I'm not attempting to paint it like it's some tragic path. Right. It can be lonely at times. Um. And as you're saying that, and I'm envisioning like myself in the mirror taking the, the clown makeup <laughs> yeah. and painting my face, right. I'm also envisioning me just sitting out on the deck in Belize. Right. Oh yeah, it's and it's, reflecting while I'm writing. It's a, beautiful. A, a new bit, you know. Right. So that's and, the balance. And this, you and me talking, hunched over a pillow while baby drivers. Right. Like, this is work. Right. And this is fun. Right. You right. get to do that. Right. But it's this thing of self actualization. You know, mm-hmm. like I my we I was talking to my son about like rites of passage. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you think about sometimes where it would be like, hey, go kill a lion. Mm-hmm. And when you come back with the dead lion, now you're a man. Right. It, both he and I were thinking about that. Like, 
I don't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> right. Like it would be like, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And anything that's sort of like worthwhile, like, you know, it, there are rites of passage. Mm-hmm. We both went through every comic in the world can talk about that collective right. feeling of like, oh yeah, open mics suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guest spots when, you know, they are like, well, here, go see what you can do. They're scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time you do any gig, the first time you walk onto the boat and you look at your like, well, hang on, I got to do 35, 15 and, and five. Mm-hmm. How am I going to put that set together? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is tough. But you gotta love what you do more than all the other stuff. That all the other obstacles, yeah. all the other uh, as as uh, what's his name Pressfield said in in the War of Art, resistance. Those are right. all forms of resistance. Right. And all the no's we yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, like, way more no's. Right, it's nine million, and you know I was hanging out with Neilan, mm-hmm. and he was waiting on something. That's Kevin, not Kevin. Larry Neilan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Larry, Larry Neilan, my plumber. He's a great guy. <laughs> we were talking about this. No, uh, Kevin Nealon, uh was was waiting on a on an audition or something that he did. Like okay. he was just waiting on something. We were driving together, and his agent called. And he was like, "Oh, I hope it's about this." And you know, the distance between his level of success and my level of success, you're. St- I was like, "Oh my God, you're still waiting yeah. for your agent to call to see if you got yeah, the thing yeah. you wanted to get." And uh, we hear no, even from audiences. Yeah. Like you tell a new joke, and they're like, "No." Yeah, that is and, not a good joke. And no is no is is harsher when you when you're putting something that you thought was brilliant or clever yeah. or humorous in your mind, and then you present it on stage, and the audience just kind of stares at you, right? And they're like, "Oh, we didn't understand a word you just right. said. Could you and, re- redo that?" And 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 no is and no doesn't have to be someone saying no. No could be. Right. Oh, it's crickets, or, silence, staring. Yeah, like the, the two-year-old in the front row staring at me, or the soft no from the executive, yeah. which is the worst. Yes, yeah, it's harsh. Oh, hey, Dean, this is a great pitch. We are. You know what? I'm going to take this right to the team, uh-huh. and we will get right back to you. And even as they're saying it, you're like. Yeah. No, just, okay. It's the last time we're seeing each other. Right. We will never cross paths right. again. And especially when it's something you've spent weeks or months yeah, on. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's no, and then on to the next thing. Right. And you just have to sit there and pick yourself up yeah. and keep going. And again, it's not woe is us. Right. It's just if you're on that other side of the, the wall and mm-hmm. you're like, well, I want, I always talk about, when I was a kid, I used to watch, I think we talked about this, A&E's Evening at the Improv. Of course, yeah. And uh, and Bud Friedman would always shake hands mm-hmm. with the comics. Yeah. And they would whisper to each yeah. other. And I was a little kid going, what are they saying? Right. Now, here's what we're mostly talking about. Tits. <laughs> you should be aware. 95% of an MC talking to a, right. hey, look, uh, stage right. Right, right, right. Okay, I got right. that. Um, when I go to Vegas, yeah. and there's that the line, and mm-hmm. then there's the door yeah. that says uh, comics only or no admins, mm-hmm. we get to go through the door. Right, right, right. If you're on the other side, if you're in that line right now going, what's on the other side of the door? Right. The only path is to start knocking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like uh, comedy or the entertainment industry is like uh, Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Remember when the Space Monkeys, they started the house? Yeah. And that you stand in front of the house mm-hmm. and Meatloaf comes out and yells right. at you for, for three right. days, we don't want you. Right. And then after three days, they go, 
All right, come he's, in. He's, he came again. Right. I guess we'll let him in. You got to keep knocking. Yeah. And, you know, there are guys, you know, you know the guys that are like MCs and features after 20 years mm-hmm. that they're never going to be a, a name. Right. They're never going to be like touring. Right. But they're in the business. They're in it. Because they hung out long enough yeah. that they sort of get it. They know what to do. They learn the mechanics. Yep. They figured out how to, how to, how to uh, you know, draw a laugh out of people. Right. And and I think over time, and I've, I've spoken to it or about it on this podcast. I said, you know, there there are comics out there that I'm not necessarily a fan of. And when I saw that they were sort of just going through the motions, right. I was like, ugh, yeah. But over a decade later, I'll shake their hand, yeah, because they earned my respect. In that they're in it, they're, they're here, in. they're you're in it. it. They're part of they're part of the fraternity of sorts, right? And that's what it is. You're in the club. Yeah. You're not a civilian anymore. Right. You're here with us, right. and it's it's fine. Right. So you know the number one bit of advice is the only difference between the people who are doing it and the people who are not is that the people who are doing it are doing it. Right. They did it. Right. They, they did got it. up you and know, did it. And you just go like, and every comic, if you ask any single one of us, how how'd you do this? It, the, the answer is always, well, I went to an open mic like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and then, uh, well, I'm here. So, right. uh, that, yeah, I, <laughs> right. so I guess that's the path. All yeah. right, so I'll see you in about 15 right. years. You know? Right. That's what you do. Yeah. And, and there's nothing worse. Uh, you know, when guys come up to me, they'll go like, uh, yeah, I always do the thing. Could you Double check it. it yeah, stops. man. Yeah, yeah, I always man. stuff. Um, I I'll, I'll always say to guys like they'll say, "Oh man, I always want to be a comic." And my first response is, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll be back here in six months. Let's get you a guest spot." Mm-hmm. And their face just goes, "Yeah." What? And they're like, "I don't. No, I don't yeah. think I could." It's yeah. like, "Well, you don't want to be a comic, right? Man. You just like the." And there are people mm-hmm. who like the idea of something much more than the reality. Oh yeah, because that way you're not failing. Right. You know, right. You're right. Just like, and wherever you are, mm-hmm. you know, you started in Rochester, yeah. for Christ's sake, yeah. Rochester, yeah. right? I started in South Jersey. Right. Uh, there are clubs in Des Moines. Go yeah. to the, If you're in Des Moines, go be in the club. Right. And then after a while, if you love it, people will find you. Yeah. Someone will say something. You'll have a headliner come through and go, hey, man, you're really good. If yeah. you come to New York, I'll set you up with some places. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I forgot his name, but uh, when I was in Syracuse... Uh, in December, damn! I wish I could. Syracuse in December. Uh, yeah. How? Yeah, who books bro. that gig? Dude? Uh, Let's bro. get that set up. <laughs> well, here's Come what on. sucks. I was booked in Albany, right? And then they switched it about a month out. I was booked in Albany at the Albany Funny Bone for a year, right? Because I did Albany last December. They were like, uh, they said, you know, we love you. We got to bring you back here, right? And you have a your 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 style is great. Um, it, it, it crosses boundaries and demos. Right. So you're great for, you know, Christmas. We have a lot right. of Christmas parties. Yeah. So I was like, I said, let's, let's book it right. You know, yeah, comic. Oh, yeah. you're like, Hey, let's lock it in now. So let's, that's one date. Let's lock year. in. If we could get this locked through till 2075. Right. We'll just get it done now. We'll just put right. it in the books and then we're put done. Put it in yeah. the books. So the next day, uh, I, my agents called, they locked it in. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I looked forward to uh, having Harris on the uh, on the right. gig, um, and I, it's and it's a quick drive from New York City, two hours right. of that uh, from Brooklyn, and um, and then in I want to say October, right. September October, I get a get a call, and no explanation. Right. Hey, uh, yeah. So um, they got to change your date from uh, from Albany to Syracuse. Right. I said, oh, oh, well, that's that's a 
It's a big difference. Right. That's a longer. That's that's now an, a flight. Right. Oh yeah. Now, it's now fly a flight. Yeah. I could drive. I don't feel like driving. Yeah. Syracuse. To, to Syracuse is about. It's about four hours. Yeah, like give or take. Right. That's what um, it is. I was like. I don't feel like. I was like. All right. Well. Whatever. And uh, fortunately, it there was some snow. It didn't come down. It, right. It, it came one afternoon and, and melted before the uh, before the show. But that's 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 the that's the unglamorous right, side right. to what we do is well, that you have it guaranteed and then it just gets gets changed. And it's they they don't have a lot of uh, there's so many guys who want to do this. Right. You don't have a place to go. Well then, I'll never work your clubs right, again. Right. How dare you? Right. You, you just got to be. Oh, like, we have nineteen funny boys. Right. You know. like, well, I just want to make sure that everyone's happy with my job here in Syracuse. <laughs> right. There used to be a club in Syracuse. Wise guys. Wise guys. Wise guys. I've played there. Yeah. Well, it's not there anymore. No, it's gone. Yeah, that was that. You always we we talked about this. You always know a club is about to go where they go. Hey, um. About the check. <laughs> when, you, when you hear that, when can you? You, uh, you know yeah. what? The money will clear on Wednesday, right. so you're leaving here Sunday night. You don't need this money, right? Yeah, just a few Two put, days. Yeah, you and that—that that is the thing that this is. Uh, there are far more guys wanting the spots mm-hmm. than there are spots. Yeah, and that's the other thing about it too. You, know, you say you gotta love it more than you hate it. Yeah. You know, it, you you got to be good every night. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't. You cannot uh, get complacent or comfortable. I mean, you get you get to a point where the comfort comes in knowing I can always win. Right. I think for yeah. for, for somebody that's like you're a road dog, I'm a road dog. So we know any night is it's like the original Superman uh, when he's talking to he 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 runs he he races past like his uh his his uh his classmates right right and he right. winds up home and then his father's like hey uh, Clark kind of showing off he's like well. He's like he was like I every time I get the football I can score every right. time right I can win I all can win the time all the time yeah. and so that's that's the mentality um, that that standups eventually get that you're like every time I'm on stage right and it's not arrogance it's just confidence and and faith in knowing you know uh, uh, Denzel Washington and American Gangster Blue Magic that's a brand name like right. Pepsi that's a brand I stand behind I guarantee right right every time. That, yeah, it's it's that thing of you know, and I I don't look at it as arrogance to talk about no. competence. No, you know, I mean, your yeah. job. You know, Richie Byrne used to say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, when when you get applause and people think you're funny, you did your job. Yeah, you didn't do anything. You, like you literally just did your job. So yeah. like to say, like if a plumber came in and said, "I'll unclog that." sink right now. I don't care how much hair is in it. I'm going right. to unclog right. the shit out of that sink. Right. You don't go, that guy's pretty full of himself. <laughs> right. What, you think you're just going to unclog a right. sink like right. some sort of magician? Right. Uh, w- yeah. It, you put me in front of, and you as well, any guy who is good at this job, Right. you say like, hey, listen, it's a, it's a group of businessmen who all just lost their job, right. and we just saw the video of puppies being executed. <laughs> so uh, we're going to we're gonna we're gonna bring you up now. Is that cool? Like, I, yeah, let's. I guess. Yeah. How about those puppies? Yeah. Well, you know, I heard a lot of those puppies were murders. Right. Right. Yeah, they they uh, they should have died. Right. They deserved it. Uh, but you, it's uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, what was the name of that dumb movie where the kid is the manager of uh, the Cubs? Uh, the little big league, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
And I remember, I think the, his third base coach was like, baseball is a game of situations. If you want to be a manager, you got to know all the situations. You got to know what has happened in right. the history of this game. So you know what to do when that situation comes up. And it's funny, whenever I'm talking to young comics, mm -hmm. I want to quote that speech mm -hmm. because it's like, well, you don't know what you're going to do when the waitress drops her tray right. until the waitress drops her tray and you go, okay, I, I said this, that worked. I think right. if I refine that. And then 15 tray drops later, right. when the tray drops, you're just like, all right, well, you know, hey, that's, give it up. That's what happens. Right, it just, right. it goes. You know, right. When someone doesn't like your set, when, you know, the, when there's the stone faces like mm -hmm. we had last the night. The statues. The statues. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, all right, well, you know, hey, I, I've said... It's as Jules said in Pulp Fiction. Uh -huh. I don't want to disappoint you, but this is not the first time a gun not has the been pointed. The first time a gun's been pointed in my yeah. face. Right. Go in there and find my wallet. Which wallet? The one that says bad <laughs> for the mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful scene. Uh, it is. It, there's everything about that movie except for Bruce Willis's girlfriend is amazing. Oh, I, I, I like a little pot belly. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, if if she had wound up, uh, you know, being killed at some right, point, I right. don't think anybody would have been right. Like, if Marcellus, yeah, <laughs> Marcellus offed her, yeah. we'd have said, yeah, well, you know, yeah. it's a shame. Bruce will get over things it, happen. Though. Yeah, he's got the money. He's, yeah. he lost his L.A. privileges. Right. And that girl. Right. So all right, right. what are you gonna do? Yeah. And speaking of, that's actually a perfect. Uh, I I meant to say earlier. Um, with regards to Neilan, Kevin Neilan, right? Neilan uh, having to wait for the answer from his from his agents, right? Right. It it, uh, it reminded me recently. I um I watched uh, Samuel Jackson's Masterclass. Uh, oh, okay. Online, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told a story about um, when he first, you know, he's he's a New York theater actor. He's, right. Yeah, and he and he's. He's uh, under understudying uh, Morgan Freeman at one point uh, on a show, wow. and Morgan Freeman came to the understudies rehearsal one day, watched him, and said, "Hey, you know what? You're you're amazing, uh, but just so you know, uh, I'll never miss a show, right?" <laughs> which is which is a kudos to Samuel, right. you know, because he he was like, "Wow, you're good. I I'm not hurting myself so you can take my gig." Right. And uh, Sam Jackson said he remembers going in to read for I forgot what film and when he got there he saw James Earl Jones wow. who at the time is the premier uh, leading uh, black male actor sure, yeah. you know, in the industry that everyone looks up to uh, black and white all actors look up to James Earl Jones and so he, he when he saw him he asked him he was like oh um, what, what are you here for he was like right. uh, he was like he was like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I have an appointment," and uh, he said, "You have to audition, right? Yeah, you know, and and that I think that's that's the humbling of the industry that people people outside of the industry don't right. realize, and even Sam Jackson until he was like you said in the moment and actually seeing it." unfold in front of him he's like oh James Earl Darth Vader right Thulsa Doom <laughs> yeah Thulsa Doom from Conan the Barbarian has to audition right and I'm new and, and I'm sitting in the same room it's now it's a meeting with the director so it's not an audition but right. it is an audition it's an audition yeah. it's there he'll hear he'll still hear no right no. right and you know I uh I remember running into uh, was it Jeff Garland mm -hmm. and uh, he had an independent movie that mm -hmm. he had written okay. and he was talking about um, 
You know, this is a you know he's on a network television right. show on a hit show. Yeah, on a uh, and, and actually two shows right. actually, and everybody knows him. Right, everybody loves him. Right, and he has this like two million dollar movie that mm-hmm. he's trying to get off the ground. Right, and he's hustling, yeah. like just as as we would. Right. Where it's like, well, and the same story. Everybody who's making an independent movie goes, mm-hmm. well, we had the money, and then you know there was the producer said we need this and mm-hmm. that, so I'm going to try to get. It's the same thing, yeah. and. No matter where you think you are, mm-hmm. you're still lower than you want to be. Yeah, Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood has a way of humbling everyone. I always uh, tell tell people, I'm like, keep in mind, Will Smith has the answer to someone. Like, obviously, right. he has the the giant trailer that is one size and then uh, transforms into a ma- mansion. Right. Uh, but he still doesn't have power, and he can just say. Oh, you know what? I want this made, and it's made. Right. He has right. to go through steps. Absolutely. You know, he has to. He has to go through the same channels that that we do on a different scale. And if Will Smith ever wanted to go out of his lane, mm-hmm. you know, and he did a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, tell the truth. Yeah, uh, the truth was well, yeah, that the uh, concussion. Uh, uh, concussion. Right. Which I didn't. I I actually liked that movie. Yeah. I, it was a it was a flight movie. It was a movie you watch on the plane. You're like, okay. But even watching the trailers, you were like, well. <laughs> but like that's that is an argument that mm-hmm. he's having with someone mm-hmm. where his agents, I'm sure, are going, can't you punch another alien? Right. Like, let's right. get some aliens in right. here. You're an alien puncher. Right. Well, right. you're not an African doctor who right. studies concussions. Right. right. Like, so even whoever you think yeah. is the highest. It's the, it's the trade-off where, because after making so many, so many alien punch-in-the-face movies, the there's a voice in you that says, "But I'm an artist." Right. I can. I can. I'm you know, artiste. I can do whatever you want me right. to be. I can. And it's probably true. The guy's yeah. phenomenally yeah. talented actor, yeah. but yeah. he's there's still somebody writing a check somewhere yeah. going. Will Smith wants to do what? Yeah. 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 Well, that's in that same uh, thing. Sam Jackson said, "You know what?" He said. I want to make movies that look like when I read a script. I want to make a movie that seems like it'll be fun to make. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, he's like, I went through a period where I wanted to win the awards and everything. He yeah. was like, but you know, now I want to, I want to, I want to make movies that are fun. And 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 Sam Jackson, it's hard, but like it seems like he says yes to everything. Right. Yeah. I think somebody sneezed. And he <laughs> said, I'm in. <laughs> Because I was watching something one night, one late night, and he was the president and the, the indigenous people of Alaska. He wound up that uh, his 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 chief of staff wanted him uh, dead, so he wound up going down. And then this kid with a with a, a stick right. is out in the midst of the of of the great Alaskan outback. Never seen this. this. Yeah, it's it's I, here's what's funny. I was watching it. I was like, I gotta, I gotta see how this ends. Right. So I DVR, it's still on my DVR oh, at home. Geez. I was like, I can't, I can't watch it now. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. To but it. I also don't knock a guy because he was older when he got his. Success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in. I mean, Goodfellas. Coming right? to America. Wow. Yeah. He was don't remember. The, he was. The, he robbed the uh, Mc, Mc, McDowell's. McDowell's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know he starts popping. I guess the where he was on the map for me was '96 with Long Kiss Goodnight. Okay, because okay. I remember him from like Goodfellas. Goodfellas and, and Pope was like ni- what, oh yeah, Pope. Yeah. I'm sorry, '94. Pope yeah. was '94. But I think like Pope, it was like 
John Travolta, everybody was talking yeah, about yeah. what he was doing, and then 96, A Long Kiss Goodnight, mm-hmm. which was an okay movie, mm-hmm. but he was the best part right, of it. Right, right. So he's probably, what, like 40 when he Yeah, when he, he, didn't, he didn't pop till his 40s. Right. Because I, I Black Don't Crack, and he looked he he looked well into his 40s right, as yeah, a black male. Yeah. You're like, okay, he must yeah, be. He's been yeah. knocking around for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I think at that point, you know, when, when, when you see a guy go a little bit crazy, mm-hmm take all the roles or like a Tom Cruise where it's like at the height of his power you know he's doing weird stuff or mm-hmm. they he makes a movie where you're like how did this happen mm-hmm. I think you're so used to hearing no's mm-hmm. that when the switch turns a little bit and you yeah. start hearing yeses yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm doing every, any and everything I want to take every, right. every movie because I don't know how long it's going to last right. this right. could be over tomorrow right. I bet you right. right now Sam Jackson's gone yeah. I don't know how much longer this is yeah. I mean, Sam you're booked till 2023 yeah but I don't know yeah 2024 you're right yeah. what about, I gotta eat that year yeah yeah. Uh, and it's it's tough. It's yeah. it's a yeah. tough tough road. So I guess the point is <laughs> the point is never get the entertainment. <laughs> you can help it. It's not going to work out. How how did how did you cuz we see and y'all, as y'all can hear I don't know why I'm leaning cuz it's still some <laughs> But um how did you wind up like wh- when did you first realize you you spoke you spoke. You, you, it sounds like your dad was stern, but you proudly speak about your dad. Oh yeah, I love, you know, he's I love in, my dad. Still. We we watched uh, uh, Bill Cosby himself. Okay, which you always have to preface with. I'm against the things he did. Not not to me because yeah. I get and, and it's yeah. unfortunate that we everyone's so butthurt and so super tight that. Everyone feels like you have to. I'm like I can I can look at Bill Cosby himself and not and, and watch it right. as the pure art, right? Versus saying, oh, I yeah. I can't take this in. You yeah. and 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 I think DL I saw DL tweeted something. He said someone said, how can you listen to R. Kelly and now that this uh thing with Michael Jackson, how can you listen to their songs? He was like. Same way I can listen to the Star Spangled Banner, you know. Right, right. You know, right, and that right, that was yeah. very heavy. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, let, let's not pick and choose. Right. You know what what is acceptable art, and then what we're gonna you know scrutinize, and that's what people tend if, to do. Lately. If you if you want to yeah get serious about that, every book you've read in English class was written by a, a complete lunatic. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, look up Dickens. Uh-huh. I mean that that guy uh, left his wife for an eighteen year old. Oh, wow. Which okay, mm-hmm. but then instead she was of, legal, right? And then instead of trying to like give her money for a divorce, he had her committed. Oh wow! Which I guess you could do in the nineteenth century. Wow. Where you go, hey, that bitch crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is wait, okay. Well, so her husband just said that he's she's crazy. Right. So <laughs> of course we have to put her in a sanitarium. <laughs> uh, side note on Bill Cosby. I'll get back to the story in a yeah. second. I, I was doing an interview with a magazine ahead of a show. And, you know, the lead time is like three months or whatever. Right. So I gave the interview. And in the meantime, that summer, the Bill Cosby thing happens. Right. And then I get to the gig and I'm like, oh, I should check out that magazine that I did. And the way I had phrased it mm-hmm. was the the worst... They said, who was your you know person who inspired you? And I said, well, you know, Bill Cosby. I saw what he was doing, and I said, man, I'd love to do that, too. <laughs> and and I was like, could have phrased that yeah. better, I yeah. think. But yeah, Bill Cosby himself, yeah. I thought he was 
the the absolute that was and I still think you know when you talk about genius mm-hmm. in stand up I mean he's still the pinnacle yeah, yeah himself is uh, himself is a brilliant uh, comedy special from from start to finish yeah. and, and then I I it, it, for me it goes Bill Cosby himself and then Chris Rock bring the pain in ninety right. six right. and I I wanted to be a stand up all of that time. And it's the same thing. I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I lived in South Jersey. I got a teaching degree. Okay. I was teaching high school. It was my second year of teaching high school. And I was like, eh, you know what? I'm just going to get it out of my system. Okay. I'm just go get it out of my system. We you go rascals? I went Cherry to uh, Northeast Cabaret. Okay. <laughs> Comedy Cabaret in Northeast Philly. Okay. And I went up to their Wednesday open mic. Okay. And I did a set. And I got a laugh. Okay. And it was the heroin going direct into the vein. Yeah, yeah. And you just go, Got that fix. I'm never not doing this. Yeah, this yeah. will never not be in my life. Yeah. Uh, and I that it. I was just going to do it. It was going to be my building birdhouses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Like I, I'll teach five days a week, and mm-hmm. then on the weekends I'll go do stand up. And uh, two things happened. One, I did a NACA. And it was one of those knackers where, you know, you walk away with two years worth of teaching nice. salary. Nice. Uh, so I had like a, a like a. Uh, was it a national or was it no, a regional? No, it was a regional, but it was back in 2006 when okay. you could go to the Northeast Regionals oh, yeah, and walk yeah. away yeah. with like 50 right. uh, schools. Right. Um, and uh, the other thing that happened is I got on Showtime's White Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Look it up. It's a real thing. Yeah. I didn't invent it. Hosted by talent. It's yeah. just comedy. <laughs> and uh, I got... Uh, I So I did a set that was dirty mm-hmm. on White Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, first off, I didn't have Showtime. I had to call for Showtime. And I was did you, a, you had to order? You? I was such a douchebag. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, excuse me, would you like to know why I'm ordering Showtime? Oh, did you really yeah, say that? Yeah. was oh, like, was like, no, I don't. Yeah, why? Because I'm going to be on it uh, and uh, did that person did they chuckle did they humor actually you? she has a podcast right now that I'm sure she's talking about is tales from my shitty job at Showtime uh, but I went uh, it, the show premieres mm-hmm. and I it was like a Tuesday night or whatever mm-hmm. I go to school the next day I had forgotten that other people have Showtime, oh. and I'm a high school teacher oh. and there was like kids walking by me like Mr. Black, um, were you on television last night talking about your penis? And it's like, I I, I think it was somebody else. Somebody uh, I have an accent. Right? Right? I, speaking. I have no idea why you would think that was me. <laughs> so the administration kind of pulled me aside and was like, listen, mm-hmm. we get it. And the fact that you're on TV is awesome. But mm-hmm. like, it's time to make a decision. Oh, wow. And uh, and I think they were right. It was okay. You, know, you can't keep, serve two masters, right. right? So it was like I get uh, I I have the the colleges, and I figure okay, I got two years worth of salary in okay. the colleges. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't go, mm-hmm. I can like I'll go back in go two back. years. Okay. And uh, are you married at the time? I'm married. My wife was with me from before. Okay, which is always better. It's better, but she also like is not in any way impressed by what right. I do. That's why which, it's better. Yeah. It, it keeps you humble. Keeps you grounded. I'd like to not be humble every once in a while. <laughs> I'd like someone to just be like, how is it that you're able to do that? You know? Uh, no, but it's it's ultimately the best thing mm-hmm. in the world because she's been with me through the, the whole experience. Right. Uh, but, 
yeah, so I get the, uh, I, I say to her, like, this is what we're going to do. And she's like, I support you. We have two years. It'll be fine. Okay. I put in my letter of resignation. That's, on a side note, that's beautiful. I, I love hearing stories uh, of support. Yeah. Oh, she was, yeah, she was great. Because we, we as much as we spoke about in, in what we go through in this industry, um, support is paramount. It's so Absolutely. important. Wait, what I didn't know at the time was she was banging older me. Okay. That was, that was, so <laughs> that was a callback, a, people. hey <laughs> I was so mad at her when I found <laughs> out. Uh, but, yeah, so she says... Uh, so you're saying there's a flux capacitor yeah, on this ship. There is, right now. Okay. Right now. By the way, if I had time travel and I was still on this boat... <laughs> I would say, That's commitment. Yeah, hey, hey, Dean, let's go back in time <laughs> and maybe invest wisely. Right, so. right, right, right. But, uh, so, I... I, I put in my letter of resignation. I was a tenured high school teacher. Wow. Which, by the way, explaining to a stern father. Mm. Excuse me, Dad. That Jeez. degree you paid for. Guess what I'm doing with right, it? Right, right. I'm going to talk about my penis. Right. Thank you. Uh, so, literally, two weeks after the paperwork is mm. done, my wife is uh, taking the pee test. Oh, She's pregnant Guess with my what? first child. Oh, wow. And it, like, you want to talk about, like, every male instinct of, like, provide, provide, how do I provide? Right, you know? Yeah. Uh, so every year, I, I try to keep track of what my salary would have been as a teacher. Oh, that's interesting. And every year I hit that number okay. is a celebration for me. Right, right, right. And that's where I get to go. Okay, all right. I'm not falling down. There's like what, like ninety or not nine, like oh seven, oh six. Yeah, I, I left uh, uh, the oh seven, oh eight school okay, year. Okay, okay. So, uh, that was right, right. <laughs> That's correct. So right near the the when the bubble bursting. The bubble bursting. Wow. Yeah. So you deal with a lot. There was a lot that I was watching that bubble burst right. with great interest. Right. I bet. Now, luckily for me, it actually I got to refinance my house okay. when everything. So it actually like you know it made it easier. Okay. But holy crap, that yeah. was a scary yeah. couple of years. I bet. And you know what it's like, you know. We talk about the book, mm -hmm. the the fear of like, what do I got coming mm -hmm. up? Mm -hmm. And then when you're looking and you're saying, I, I don't know if I have, like, I have this two months off. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do right. with these two months? I'll write a script. Mm -hmm. And will the script sell? I don't know, but I got to keep productive. I got to right. keep hustling right. because right. I don't know what will happen. Right. And I got to, you know, the kids are looking up at you. With, yeah. And that, and that's that's really I mean that's that's the artist way that uh, you constantly, no matter how how uh, frustrating or frustrated you are with the industry, you have to you got to continue to create. I just uh, as I was talking to Harris earlier, um, he 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 sent me a mess sent me a message. Yo, remember uh, my uncle that we met in D.C. last month? Right. Uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, he just got a car car crash and died. You oh, know, so boy. Rest in peace to Harris's uh, yeah. uh, uncle. So I call him. Um, I'm like, yo. I said, dude, because I know Harris, Harris um, he's a strong dude, but he's also sensitive at times. Right. And so uh, I said, yo, you uh, how you doing? You good? He was like, yeah, man. I said, you know what? I said, I just want to check on you, but I'm glad. I'm glad you all had the time to spend together right. when we were in D.C. And he said, yeah, he was like, yeah, my dad didn't know any better. So my dad called me last night right before I went on stage. Oh, boy. And I said, oh, man. He said, yeah, it reminds me of when uh, when uh, my, my my sister uh, passed away. Um, uh, 
two years ago. Yeah, um, you were you were my, my little sister. Oh, yeah. Geez, and yeah. and it was we were in we were on the road in Chicago playing the uh, Chicago Improv. When my mother called me, we uh, we got we got in I think Wednesday night did Thursday press and then Thursday show and then Friday morning. Uh, my mother uh, called me and Harris was sitting right there right. and he knew something was up. So he said, he said, what's up? I told him and he, you know, he told me later on, he was like, yeah, man, I, that hit me hard. I had to step out of the room because right, right. I didn't want to see you see if you weren't showing that type of emotion. I didn't want to show that type sure. of emotion. So then later that weekend, I think on Sunday, he was like, yo, man, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't get how you did that. I said, did what? He said, you completed the whole weekend of shows right. as if as if that didn't happen. I know that's traumatic for you. I said, no, it is. I said, I'm hurting. I said, right. but my sister wouldn't want me to not yeah. do my shows, you know. And I, that's that's the gig, it's you know. The, well, it's the gig. Uh, and here's the thing. If you went to uh, Chicago Improv and said, mm-hmm. my sister just passed, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can go on. Right. They would say, okay, no, right. we'll fix that. Right. No problem. But mm-hmm. there would be a part of you right. that would say, "Am I the next time you called the Chicago Improv mm-hmm. for dates and they go, oh, we're booked, sorry. Right. There'd be that little voice in your head like, right. was it because I didn't Right, right, that right. Time? That's true. Because have you ever called out sick? Or, right. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think I've ever <laughs> I don't in either. my life I called don't out either. sick. Yeah. You know, I they could put, like put me on stage in a hospital bed. Yeah, he'd be in the Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, Jay Black here. I my I lost. Uh, you know, I went on stage after my mom died, after mm-hmm. my dad died, and my brother. I I was in the the UP doing mm-hmm. a college in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, I get the call that my brother's been pulled. They're like brain dead. They're mm-hmm. not going to pull the plug till mm-hmm. I get home. So I can't get a flight out till the next morning. Right, that's up so, like what Gaylord, Michigan, like up oh yeah, the, that's, right in Canada, where people wear toques, not hats. <laughs> it's a toque, right? So I'm I'm up there, and I you know I'm gonna drive down in a blizzard to get mm-hmm. the flight out. To right. those, and uh, I, I'm sitting there, and they're like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "I want to go on." Right. And first off, I want to get paid. Right. Right. Uh, second off. I don't want to think about this. Right, right. And I did, you know, I I always stick to the hour. I did two hours that mm, day. Mm. And it, because I knew in the back, first off, I was killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way. If you do two hours, you have to kill. Yeah, you it's, it's, yeah it's meander a good point. Yeah. through it. So let's see what else I want to tell you, people. Uh, <laughs> people are crazy. Yeah, uh, hey, where are you from? Right. Uh, Upper Peninsula, huh? How about you? You pee, huh? Right. Um, but I didn't want to go off. Because this, I knew the second I would get off, my brain would start thinking about it mm-hmm. again. Because mm-hmm. it's tough to think about anything other than comedy when you're doing comedy. Right, and right. that's sort of the release of it yeah. is like, all right, I'm going to... That's I'm, the therapeutic side of it. You know? I'm going to live in this moment. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I remember I had a uh, Dodge Neon that I had rented <laughs> from the Detroit airport. <laughs> And every other time I was ever there, I would like, they would say, oh, we're out of regular cars. Here's a tank, you know? Right. And it was a one time I was in the UP in a blizzard in a right. Dodge Neon or oh, whatever it was. Wow. It was like, you know, the wheels the size of your thumb. Right. And uh, I remember getting in the car going, I'm, I'm leaving to go see my brother. And they're like, 
I don't know if you should in that. Right. And it's like, even the moose were looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got uh, that. But I, I understand the impulse. Right. you got to finish the gig. you yeah. got to get paid. Yeah. And you got to get it out of your head. Right. And that's what yeah. I'm going to go down. Yeah, yeah. So how how did you wind up? You you know you 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 actually it sounds like sounds like transition from from club you know open mics to actually headlining college gigs. You 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 didn't have that much time between first getting on stage right. to actually going on the road and earning a decent living. Yeah. At it. So I I figured out pretty early mm-hmm. I didn't live in New York mm-hmm. I didn't live in LA and the one thing that my wife said was like I'm not uprooting my life right. because of your, like your wife she's yeah. matter of fact right. like she's it. like I'm not I'm not going to New York I'm not right. going to LA and you can't commute to New York from Cherry Hill right. area like it's a, it's an hour and a half yeah. two hours yeah. And so, like in my brain, I was like, "You can, but it's a lot." Like, because Kevin, that like Kevin Jay, I remember those fools. Like, not fools, but right. them cats. They they were driving back to Philly every night. Right, I was like, right. "Yo, yeah, yeah." And and and, and you know, Kev getting a, a sort of a, a burner phone, right, with a two one two number, so that. SD so that the bookers from the cellar would call and think he was around the corner. Uh, Kevin, I need you um, in in an hour. Um, Can you, can I, someone cancel me? Boom, I'll be there. Right, 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 right. It's doable, but that's, you have a family, you have a new baby on the way. That's that's a lot. So my, I knew my path wasn't going to be, I'm going to go to the comedy cellar and right. someone will discover me. Right, right. So I, I looked at it realistically and I said, well, I'm a high school teacher. I know how to talk to kids. Mm-hmm. So I'll put together a college set and I'll, I'll see what happens. I was a feature. I was a road feature uh, at that point. But I, I did this uh, college gig or mm-hmm. the NACA and I got like, you know, 60 schools, 50 nice, schools, whatever nice. it was. And you got to do an hour. Right. And when you have an hour to fill and you have 28 and a right. half minutes, you write right. to fill the hour. Right. Well, so, you should write. Well, yeah, you if you're should. you're diligent, a lot of people... <laughs> no, they're just going to hope for a crowd. Gonna it. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I, I was just trying desperately to fill the hour and I was right. doing all these gigs by myself in right. New England. Right. And you're the, the thing about being a college comic is you're on an island. You're in the right. middle of the, you know, like... I, when I did the Midwest, it's like you're doing every school in Iowa. Right. right. So you're just driving from yeah. like one American Inn to another yeah, American yeah. and just, you know, going yeah. to like, where I'm in Colby, Iowa. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a place, I guess. Yeah. But you you get an act. Yeah. And you get an act that you figure out how to make it work in front mm-hmm. of seven people mm-hmm. in a student center on a right. Tuesday. Right. And at you, 12 noon. At 12 noon, when they say, like, get it, you need to do an hour. Yeah. You go, well, it's noon. You think maybe I could do 50? It's mm-hmm. like, well, your contract is like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I came back to the clubs that I had been playing. And it was like two bats in the on-deck circle. Because yeah. you come back after doing 60 minutes in front of seven kids yeah. on a Tuesday at noon. Yeah. And you're in front of a club crowd. Yeah. And you can say whatever you want, and they want to be there, and mm-hmm. they're drunk. Mm-hmm. So that summer, when I came back, it was like I got bumped a headliner nice. everywhere that I went, just because I was cutting from sixty yeah. to twenty. Right, you, was, you, and you, and your 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 muscles, you you know that muscle memory where you were getting so many reps in that now right. 
oh, my jab is, is quicker, it's right. sharper. And now I'm I'm fighting King Hippo, not Mike Tyson. Right. You know, I'm, I'm fighting like the little right. crowd, like good crowds. Right. It's, it's easy. Right. Um, so I that let me be full time, mm-hmm. and then That's it cool. let me get a, like a base of like places where mm-hmm. you know, and I got to surprise people. Because mm-hmm. no one saw me develop, right, right, like right. in the regular way. Like Philly comics knew me, right. But like if I were to show up, you know, like pl- I always love this because I, I would try to get headlining gigs, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "We don't know who you are. Right. We're going to bring you into feature." And I'd always okay. be like, "Please, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Like, right." And I'm just going to go do what I do. Right. So it, it it was good. I I got into the screenwriting part of it. Mm-hmm. Because my best friend from uh, from elementary school, mm-hmm. Brian Herzliger, we've okay. known each other since uh, he was uh, both nine. He did a movie called My Date with Drew. I don't okay. know if you ever saw that. Uh, with Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to get a date with Drew Barrymore. Okay. He, had gone, he wrote that or directed? He directed and he was the star. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, That's why I'm like, I know that name. Right. Okay. So he... He wants to be a director. It's not working out for him mm-hmm. because no one knows who he is. Right. And, you know, it's Hollywood. Right. So he, he says, all right, well, uh, Circuit City, you can buy a digital camera and then return it after 30 days. Uh, so I'm going to buy a digital camera and I'll film myself trying to get a date with Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. And that sort of catches lightning in a bottle. Okay. And he wins, like, uh, HBO Aspen, the audience mm-hmm. award, mm-hmm. you know, and he's on Leno. Uh-huh. He gets on Leno, and Leno likes him. Uh-huh. So he says, you know, I'm going to make you the resident filmmaker. On, uh, on, on The Tonight Show. On the Tonight Show. Nice. So he does, like, 50 appearances on The Tonight Show mm-hmm. where they give him an assignment, and he goes out and he oh, films that's it. Oh, And he gets, like, real management. He mm-hmm. gets uh, CAA. Right. Right? Says, all right, we're going to manage you. Right. And, uh... We like what's your next project? And he goes, uh, I don't. I got some ideas. Maybe we turn my David Drew into a reality show. And they're like, Well, do you have a script? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll write one. Mm-hmm. So I just happened to be out in L.A. visiting, and we took a walk. And he was like, All right, let me throw some of my ideas at you. Oh, dude. So then I started saying, Well, you know, if we do this right. and, and this. And by the end of that walk, we were writing partners. Oh, dig it. So I, you know, I leapt from not having a script to having my scripts repped by CAA. That's funny. Right? And I didn't plan it. I no! Know it it seems like I planned it. No, there's it, no know? way you can, you know, that's obviously some serendipitous right. uh, moment, yeah. but it's just... you. I'm like, yo, you've had a very fortunate career of things lining up lining and falling up, yeah, into place. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So we... We write this first script, which is terrible, and mm-hmm. we go. Even CAA was like, "Let's uh, let's hold off on saying <laughs> this one." So uh, we do um, a second script, and I'm still teaching at this time. Okay. So I wrote it. You know, I the way we worked was I'd write like ten pages at a time and send it to him, and he'd work on those ten okay. pages. Okay. I wrote it in ten page increments at lunch while teaching. <laughs> And I, I was like, the first one didn't go mm-hmm. because we were trying to make a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to write the funniest stuff I could possibly think of. Right. I, I, like dirty, mm-hmm. whatever pops into my head. So we sent that out. Mm-hmm. And every call we mm-hmm. got was from a junior executive at mm-hmm. a production company going, mm-hmm. I read this script. It's the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. Mm. I, I was crying. Oh, I was dang. laughing so hard. And so I go, well, then we're making the movie. Right. And they go, uh, well, Slow no, I, I showed it to my boss. 
they thought it was the worst thing that had ever been made right. in the history of life. Right. So it was polarizing, right. but that sort of made our reputation with you know a, a whole bunch of places. Right. So now they were like, we can't ever make this movie. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's currently <laughs> been optioned. Uh-huh. It still might see the light oh, of day. Wow. We'll wow. see. We'll see. But we... Uh, we just started taking meetings, and mm-hmm. then it was like, you know, the same shuffle that everybody You're does. teaching, but you're flying out to take meetings. So, so by this time, I'm done teaching. Okay. After that okay. script goes, I'm I'm done teaching. And uh, we go out, and we take all the meetings, nice. and we, we get a couple of, like, rewriting gigs. Okay. We get a couple of, uh, you know, we get one studio gig nice. uh, that we wrote for, it was a Bruce Willis vehicle mm-hmm. uh, that came, Tracy Morgan screwed me. Uh, oh, cop out. Mike Tadros, producer. Right. Friend of mine. So we were writing a Bruce Willis comedy Mm -hmm. while Cop Out was being made. Okay. We get done our Bruce Willis comedy. Cop Out comes out. Uh And the studio says, hey, as it turns out, no one wants to see a Bruce Willis comedy. Done. So we got our script. We got our union. I got the union from that. But it's that deal of like, you know, you tell everybody. I just got hired to work on Lionsgate, hired me to write a movie for Bruce Willis, and that is what I'm doing. And then Cop Out comes out. Thanks, Tracy. It didn't do well. No, of course, it's nobody's fault, but uh, maybe Bruce Willis' fault. Tracy, y'all could have made it a little funnier. (laughs) I did what I could. I I couldn't do anymore. Bruce is is an action hero. (laughs) And that's the thing. So that, but we. You know, we had that initial flurry of success, mm-hmm. and that emboldened us to keep going. Right. And uh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. We got approached by this guy who's like, "Hey, I have an idea for a movie. If you write it, I'll produce it." Okay. So we wrote it, and then he couldn't produce it. Uh, you know, which, who's, who's the guy? Like, so he, name he, him, but. he's uh, he's actually a friend. Okay. And he said, "I if you write this, I bet you I can get the financing for it." Okay. So we wrote it on spec. Okay. And then he, you know, couldn't get the financing. Uh, we go to a meeting with Mar Vista, and mm-hmm. Mar Vista says, do you have any uh, Valentine's Day movies? Mm-hmm. And I, I, of course, go, nope, and stand up to leave. And Brian goes, hold up. We do have a, a Valentine's yeah. Day movie. I'm looking at him. This going, is an important lesson he's yeah. teaching you. And I'm like, I, no, we've never written one. And he's like, we have one. <laughs> he's looking and, at you, squeezing your right. hand. Like- and he goes, let, let us go. We'll send it to you. And we realized the movie that we the guy approached us about mm-hmm. could easily be reworked reworked in like a day. So okay. that's what we did. We just changed some stuff around. Okay. Changed the name to have Meet My Valentine. All right. And then it, it went out. We wound up getting the guy who wanted to produce it to star. Because uh, he, wow. you know, he's still a good friend, okay. and uh, he, we got like it got made by sheer sort of like serendipity and yeah. luck, yeah. and that opened the door for us to start doing like you know family centered TV movies, right, right, and you know that's that's where the bread and butter is right now, and and also explain to the the listeners of the Father Mother Protocol uh, podcast what Mar Vista oh, is, uh, Mar Vista, or whom is a production company, mm-hmm. and uh, so. The way it works is a Lifetime, uh, Hallmark, any of these places, they have internal movies that mm-hmm. they spend union money on. And you all watch them. Yeah. Stop acting like you don't. You watch <laughs> But, like, here's the thing. They can't... Hallmark can't make a non-union movie. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But non-union movies cost significantly less right. than union movies. Right. I've done movies with Hallmark where it's union, mm-hmm. and the pay is fantastic. Right. You do it non-union, it is not fantastic. Right. So the way they sort of skirt this uh-huh. is they say, well, we're going to make X amount of movies a year internally, and the rest will acquire. Mm-hmm. And our acquisition price... The, I'm hearing that knocking the, uh, like the, perfect the timing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the acquisition price mm-hmm. is much lower than you could possibly do right. okay. a union movie for. So you know, Mar Vista, and you know, look at the little thing that pops up yeah. before the, right. the Hallmark movie. There'll right. be like a logo. Right. That's the company that actually made the movie, right. and they sold it to to Hallmark. Right. So uh, what? What Mar Vista and all those guys liked about me and Brian was that we were fast, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's what you need. It's like a, uh, you know, like a boiler room kind of situation mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, just get it done, get it done. Well, that's a, and that that's that speaks to a um, uh, really a um, a sort of standard, a paradigm in not just Hollywood but most industries. They want specifically Hollywood. Hollywood kids want to work with someone that can effectively do their job quickly. Right. And and, uh, without necessarily cutting corners, but save them money. Because if you can produce it quicker, that means uh, time is not being wasted. Absolutely. And I learned so much working for them. Right. Because like, here's the thing, Dean, don't put a dog in a movie. Right. You know why? You got to get a trainer. Hire the trainer. I, I did a scene uh, at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and they were like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's at a restaurant. Right. They, they had to go out to eat. They were like, right. yeah, well, you figure out a way to make uh, not 50 extras be in that right. scene. Right. And continuity of trying to eat. It. What are you, insane? And right. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So in an instance like that, how do you... How would you, like, if, if you've so, done it in the past, how, how did you ch- fix your script to make it... Uh, from from a uh, from a line producer standby from, right. from the the money side of it, how did you uh, resolve that? So in this particular instance, Meet My Valentine was written. She was a chef, mm-hmm. uh, and she worked at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So fifty percent of the scenes took place at her restaurant. Okay, either in the back or in like the front room where there's lots of people. Mm-hmm. So Marvista comes and goes. Love the script. We're buying it. Let's make it happen. Oh, by the way, she can't work at a restaurant because <laughs> uh, we're not paying for extras. Right. So Brian and I sat, and I I was banging my head against the wall because mm-hmm. how do you do this without a complete rewrite? Right. Because things are built in there. Like she's a chef. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I was working Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, okay. and I was driving home, and Brian called me up and was like, dude, we got to get this done. Right. What are we going to do? And I was like, I, I got mad at him, because right. like, somebody is like, yeah. you know, they're yeah. reminding you of a deadline you know about, right. and you're right. like, how dare you? you right. know? And I got home, and it just hit me, oh, the restaurant's not open yet. Ah, she's making, she's starting her own restaurant. Oh, that's funny. And it's just going to be... <laughs> that's- it's all of the scenes still take place exactly as yeah. I wrote them, yeah. but it's like with the chairs turned up right. because it hasn't been made yet. Right. And it was a simple fix, right. but it let that's what lets the movie happen. Yeah. So yeah. when you talk about like the sort of meat grinder of Hollywood, uh-huh. like the uh, the compromises, mm-hmm. like it made for a better movie mm-hmm. because now you're solving this problem. Yeah. And yeah like, yeah. oh, well, we can have quieter scenes, and we came up with this romantic scene where. 
the husband goes in and like sets up the place right. to have a romantic dinner together in mm-hmm. the restaurant. Right. So this original scene, which would have just taken place in a restaurant, mm-hmm. gets better. Right. Because you know we had to fix that problem. Right. So like you know, here's the best example I have for anybody. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was made with Fox breathing down George Lucas's neck, saying right. this is a failure. Right. And he had to like fight for everything. For everything. Phantom Menace was made without compromise or restriction. Every, anything he did, people were like, good, you George, do it, let's do it. it. Let's do, do Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, Jar Jar seems like a great idea. We love it, George. Right. The, the, the meat grinder is necessary yeah. to, to tenderize the meat. You know, it yeah. makes it better. Yeah. So, like, that's actually literally my favorite part of the movie-making process mm-hmm is the part between when the script is bought mm-hmm. and the movie goes into production right. where you're having meetings with line producers going, guys, you can do the carousel or you can do the Ferris wheel. Can't do you both. can't do both. Right. So figure it out. Right. And then you have to sit there and go, well, everything revolves around these two things. Right. But then you figure it out. Like, there's right. a path that you can figure no, out. Bumper cars are cheaper. Right. right. And, and then you're like, oh, but there's just so much more with the bumper cars. We mm-hmm. can, like, oh, we can symbolize their argument right. with the bumper car. Right. Whatever. Right. It, it almost always winds up getting better. Yeah. And if not getting better, the joy of the create creative process mm-hmm. of, like, you sitting around a room with a bunch of smart right. people. And I, I always say, like, all those guys that, like, Talk to tell the stories about like creative execs like mm-hmm. saying things like, Is that what a Martian would say though? <laughs> right? I've never met a creative exec that wasn't pointing out real problems. Mm-hmm. The problem is they don't know how to fix it, mm-hmm. but that's what you're being hired for. Right. Like when they go, It isn't, I don't know, it's just something in the second Something's act. Missing. Something. something in the second act is mushy. Can right. you figure that out? Right. There's always something wrong with the second act. You mm-hmm. just have to figure it out. Right. That's what you're getting hired for. Right. But that's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun to sit with a line producer. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, I scream and yell. Of course. And I go, they're idiots and Philistines who don't understand my right. genius right. vision right. of this Hallmark movie. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Then you yeah. figure it out. I, I yeah. love it. Yeah, no. And and, and I, I think um, similar to... Um, any creative, and that could be creative, can be anything from a comic to, you know, s- someone that works at Apple. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, they say, what do they say that that um, you know, diamonds are formed under pressure. Right. And and I honestly um, believe that you know it's the adversity that makes that forces you right to problem solve and figure out how to how to uh, achieve a goal and essentially like you said whether it's whether it's uh, George Lucas with Star right. Wars or you with uh, the whole Mark Love story you find a way to make it better. The restriction helps. Cons- yeah, restriction helps. I mean, it's like you know, there there are memes where you have a, you have the top and the bottom text, right? Mm-hmm. How can I be funny with this picture, this top text, this bottom text? Right. If you could just run whatever you want, I don't know if it's as funny. No, you know, it's it's yeah. better when you're restricted. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's annoying in the moment, mm-hmm. but it's fun. So I also use. Uh, I always look at. Um, I don't even know if this fits, but we were talking about um, airplane earlier. An airplane versus soul plane, and the reason airplane works right. and soul plane doesn't is because 
airplane, they had straight actors playing everything straight. Right. Right. Versus Soul Plane, that they had a bunch of comics. Right. Attempting to one up each other, attempting to play funny. Right. Like when you have everyone playing funny, the funny comes from the one straight person. Right. Right. As like Kevin Kevin was the best thing about Soul Plane because he wasn't attempting to yes. be, uh, compete with the funny of whether it was Snoop Dogg or DL and Method Man. You know, you had so De- Godfrey. Everybody was trying to be funny. Right. Kev was straight. You're like, oh well, that's that's what's entertaining. About right. This because that, it that's the 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 part that sort of uh, anytime someone. Uh, in a in a movie, like they say about a villain, the mm-hmm. best villain thinks he's the hero, mm. right? Mm. Killmonger. Mm. The reason why Killmonger is the best villain in the yeah. MCU yeah. is because when you think about what Killmonger saying, right. you're like, I can kind of see, I can yeah. kind of see that, yeah. right? And when he's fighting with T'Challa, mm-hmm. you you kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. So like, it's you care, yeah, you, you care about that moment. Uh, but like when Loki is bad because Loki's bad, like, right. why are you doing this? Well, I'm, I'm the Red Skull. I'm look at my face. I have to be a bad guy, right? You're right, right. Uh, so I think it's the same thing. Right. The, when the movie becomes aware, sort of, mm-hmm. and they just go like, "Well, you know how these movies go." So like, we're just gonna, you know, he's the bad guy, right? right? So right. he's the bad guy. That's when it sucks. Well, that's why uh, Thanos actually, you he he's yeah. the bad guy, but you're like, but I. Kind of see his point because yeah, he he's wa- saying, you he know, wants what? To do good. If we if we just randomly select half of the creatures um, in the universe and we say you all disappear, but right. then there are enough resources for everybody that remains. It's not a bad thought. It, I understand the the point. Now here's the question: Did Thanos include himself in the fifty fifty split? Uh, if he included himself, mm. I'm almost on board. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. on board because then it's like, okay, well, he, he's committed at the right, very right, least. right. But, but no, he's not. Not I've never, I've never. That's that's actually a that sounds like a question that could be argued in a college philosophy course. Right. Yeah, because he actually he's not, and so therefore his his whole his until right now. Right. I I could see his point, but actually now I can't. Well, here's the thing. Well, it was a 50-50 chance. Right. So there's a chance that he did include himself in There the is staff, a chance. And he was just playing the odds, and he wound up winning. Right. But I don't but think Probably so. not. I, I'm going to go with nah. Yes. I have, I have the gauntlet, and yeah. therefore... I have a theory that uh, Republicans like Thanos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because every... Every, here's by the way, if you're Republican and listening, this would be a time to fast. <laughs> My theory about the right wing is that it's all about like little dick manhood, mm-hmm. because they want to show everybody. Listen, these liberals, they don't know what it takes to get stuff done. Mm. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. I'm right. willing to make the hard choices. Right. I'm willing to put children in cages right. if it means I'm protecting our border. That's right. what men do. Right. Uh, and I think that they watch Infinity War and go, Thanos is a man. Right. He knows what needs to be done. He's got, he's purple, he has, <laughs> a, he has a big glove, and he's willing to kill half the people to save the other half. That's what I would do if right, I were president. Right. And that's actually, I believe Trump is running in 2020. Mm-hmm. I would have done what Thanos did. Trump 2020. <laughs> 
There's a lot of Republicans right now. I, you know what? I'm behind them. I, yeah, that guy's got some funny. thoughts. That's funny, man. I could, uh, I've, I've enjoyed uh, the time these last two weeks. Uh, it's been fun. It really yeah, has yeah, been. brother. Um, and, and Jay just, uh, he inspired me. And he said, well, I don't know if it's, uh, if it, cause I, he, he finished the script. You finished one last week and this week? Yeah, I had one that I came on. I was on page 50. I finished okay. that one last week. This week, I, I, I wrote another script in five days, which that's makes me worry that it's not good, but mm-hmm. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, so, no, uh, hey, bro, that's, that's, an, and he was like, well, it's not really impressive because I should be further along. I said, no, you're a comic. Yeah. And a comic writing, completing anything in in a year's time is impressive right. um let alone two within a two week uh period so that's impressive and inspiring because i told you because we're working on uh something and so it, it right. when you when you and omar um nava who was on last week he finished, oh, yeah. he finished a, a, a script too, last yeah. week and i told him i said you know what damn it you guys are a cruise too late because i finished one in <laughs> in uh in december but I love I love that I love people producing like right. not not waiting around for it to happen and saying right. you know what I got I got to do something on my own. You, you write it and then they go no and you go all right I'll be back in a month right. and I have another I'm one. Rewrite. And eventually they're going to say yes. Exactly. You know I mean? uh, by the way, going back to my wife, the reason I produce mm-hmm. <laughs> is because if I get home. <laughs> and my wife goes, well, where are the pages? Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, well, you know, Dean was a good guy. So we we uh, <laughs> we did a lot. We went to Cozumel and walked right. around. The, the face that she would make, uh, followed by the... So while you were on this cruise right. and I was taking care of your children, right. you were doing nothing. Right. So this right. is my protection. Right. This is my shield. Right. Right. I told you when I yeah. told my wife I finished, she said, well, what, are you, what are you starting now? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I think I was going to take a couple that's, days. No, that's that's, that's the, the hardest way. It's like, okay, celebrate in the moment. You completed it. On to the but that's the, that's the thing. You, get, you need the, the wife doing yeah. Anybody in your life saying, just, hey, Hey, get it, get another get one it, done. Get it done, get it done, man. I, um, well, Jay, I know you have to work out. Where, um, what, what's your social media, your website? And I am completely follow? off of social media. Right. Oh, yeah. you know what? And tell them how and why. I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because this is impressive to me. Yeah. Well, uh, I wasn't present. Right. And I was unhappy. Okay. I was I I went through a period. We talked a little bit. About mm-hmm. it. I was depressed. I was chemically altered. Right. My life was falling apart. Right. And I was spending five hours a day arguing with eggs about the president. Right. Right. Like I didn't know what Reddit was until you explained it. To yeah, me. I've oh, seen it, but I never knew what it right. actually was. Reddit. I had the Reddit app, and mm-hmm. it was an infinite scroll. Right. right. There's always something to to tickle whatever you know interest you have. Right. And I, you know, I'm sitting tweeting as my daughter is like walking for the first time, you know, in front of me. And even like, you know, when you are on social media, you start to build your life around sharing, mm-hmm. which is fine. It was part of the gig, I guess. But like, you know, I saw one of the Hal at the Moon people upstairs trying to like get the right selfie for the Instagram. Right. And you just want to go like, is that <laughs> is that what I am? am I, like, is my life built around like, oh, I got to get the NCL in the background just right? Yeah. And I just wanted to be happy. Yeah. 
And no one, I've never met anybody who's like, how was your day? Oh, it was fantastic. I spent eight hours on Twitter. <laughs> it was great, man. Right. I So many RTs and hearts. Right, you know, like, right. Geez. RTs and yeah. hearts. <laughs> like, so, and it's actually in, in recent years, well, it's been two years since I've been off it, mm-hmm. I've started to to be thrilled about not being in an echo chamber anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because I am a liberal. I don't know if you could tell well. from uh, my attitude, uh, <laughs> but like you go in the liberal sphere and you get just as much yeah. echo chamber yeah. bullshit as the the right wing. So you decide, yeah. And then you walk around and you're angry about stuff you shouldn't be angry about. Like, there would be, like, these feminist pylons where it would be, like, the feminist would get mad at somebody and I'm, I've told you, the worst type of person, a woke white person. (laughs) Very worst type. (laughs) I'd be like, I should be mad about this too. I can't believe this guy did this. And, you know, you're sitting there going, wait a second. I'm literally taking headspace. Like, my brain has been thinking about Nothing. Right. Nothing that affects me at all. Right. And I still read the news mm-hmm. and I get I I feel informed. Right. And I haven't felt that weird pressure mm. of like, oh man, this is a good tweet. Yeah. How many how many people have seen my tweet? Seven. Only seven people like my tweet. <laughs> this was a great tweet. And now you're like literally right. upset. Yeah. About nothing. You let being. strangers or lack of strangers affect your uh, right. And here's the deal: I'm a road dog. Right. No one is going like, "Wow, he's got three thousand Twitter followers. We got to bring him in. <laughs> we got to get this guy headlining." Right, right. It it hasn't affected my career right. all that negatively, and my like actual enjoyment of life right. has gone up because when I'm hanging out, mm-hmm. I don't touch my phone anymore. You know? Right. Do you, do you think because um, of your, you know, chemical uh, issues? Yeah. Right. Do you think having gone through that storm helped helped take you off of uh, yeah, social media? For, for sure. Well, it's what you learn is people who are easily addicted to stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a dopamine rush mm-hmm. that comes with anything that you do that's addictive. Right. right? So picking up your phone and seeing somebody has retweeted you. Right. And there's, it's a literal dopamine rush. Right. So when you're going through the program Mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, like, make a list of stuff that makes you happy, but make that a good list. Right. right? Because you gotta, you gotta fill this hole Mm -hmm. that was filled with booze and Adderall and bad decisions. Right. And so long as you're gonna fill that hole, work out. Mm-hmm. You know, write, go right. sit and read a book that you enjoy. I know I sound like a Pollyanna here. No, you actually don't. I, and and I, it's funny you say it because as you were going to say that, I was going to add that um, once once you told me um, that once you shared and you felt yeah. comfortable enough to share that information with me, which I appreciate your honesty. Um, because you've been so disciplined with you go you go to the gym right uh, every every night. Uh, you we will will hang out and grab like breakfast or, or lunch and then all right man I gotta go right right that's inspi- to me that's right. inspiring because it it shows a a uh, uh, um, uh, a purpose a, a focus right. you find a purpose in your, in your focus it's and the way that I I tell people you're crafting joy from positive stuff right you get the same pop 
from completing a script mm-hmm. that you do from 100 milligrams of Adderall. Mm. The difference is you got to work mm-hmm. for the script versus just right. o- o- putting far more Adderall in your system right. than you should. Uh, that pop is an artificial pop. It feels the same. Mm-hmm. So if you can get the same dopamine rush, right. but you also have stuff that you're not ashamed of, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just sort of, it's discipline, but it's not like, Austerity. Okay. It's not like I'm living this life because I I'm a I'm a monk mm-hmm. and I just want to you know share joy. I'm I'm selfish. Right. I want to feel good. Right. And this is how I've learned how to feel right. good. And there's nothing wrong with being a little selfish at times. Absolutely. And doing you well when you are chemically altered, you are very selfish. <laughs> yeah. So you dial that back. <laughs> right. I still want to feel good. Right. 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 That's right. right. what I want to do. So. Well, what's your website? They, oh, they can jblack.tv j-a-y-b-l-a-c-k.tv right. uh, find me on there I do have a schedule and uh, you know if you, I, I, there's no way to contact me on there mm-hmm. but if you come to a show right. and you say hello right. I will walk past you but I'll give you a little nod right. and, and they can get your album yeah on it's your, a, there's, your a, site. there's a free CD there there's a free CD on there I will talk to you if you come to a show I'm, right. I'm just joking <laughs> but yeah come on out and uh, see me live and yeah. uh, you know if you want to keep talking further about comedy I'm mm-hmm. talking to the fans yeah. you know we, we love talking about it yeah. so you can yeah. ask us about any questions what we do man Jay it was a pleasure y'all can follow me at I am Dean Edwards on all my social media I just got a message from GoDaddy saying I gotta uh, do something with my website because I think it's it's not up and uh, I gotta redo my website yeah. so in the meantime at I am Dean Edwards cause that's who I am on all my social medias uh, and Jay it's been a pleasure pleasure man um, I look great. forward to, to well we were talking some actually I'm, I'm letting Jay read before we get off the ship he's reading the script that uh, Theobald helped me write because we wanted a different set of eyes on it. Hey, yo, we'll be back. I'll be back uh, next week with, with some more funny on the Father Mother Protocol. Appreciate y'all listening. All up, subscribe, comment, like, or love, two fingers. Peace.